You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com War Eagle everyone and welcome to another installment of Hitchcock Hecklers. I'm your host Justin Hostler, and on today's show I'll break down what was historically a poor weekend on the plains for our Auburn baseball team. Um, I'll try to find some kind of positive there and also move on, move forward like we should always do um, into this weekend's and this week's slate of games. So the first thing I'm going to talk about um, to just, I don't know, hopefully maybe just put this into perspective. Um, Baseball is a game of failure. Our offense really sputtered out this weekend, did not look very good at all. Um, In the game of baseball, though, you're generally expected to fail at the plate. You know, offensively, you're going to fail most of the time, and probably probably 7 out of 10 times you're going to fail. If you play Major League Baseball, and you play for 10, 12, 15 years in your career, and you fail at the plate meaning you don't get a hit um, or walk. You don't get a hit or walk. You don't get on base. You fail seven out of ten times. You're going to find yourself not too long after the, at the end of your career in a place called Cooperstown in the Baseball Hall of Fame. That is just generally what happens in baseball. It's not like you're playing quarterback where you're expected to be successful on over probably 65-70% of the throws that you make, or if you're Joe Burrow, like 90% of them. Um, It's not like basketball, where you're expected to hit, you know, where if you hit 40% of the three-pointers that you take, that makes you an exceptionally exceptionally good three-point team, or, you know, 80% of your free throws, stuff like that. Um, You know, this is, I think, you know, this is, my take is this is why you play more games in baseball. It's why baseball is kind of a, a poetic game, and it takes patience and time to really master this craft. So um, that is my silver lining to this weekend. It's not the end of the world. I joked last week about UCF and their fake football titles, but you know I tried to give them a little bit of credit uh, being you know a step up in competition. And you know frankly, they came out last week and. You know, they performed really well, really well, extremely well against us at Plainsman Park. And honestly, that should say a lot about how talented they are and how well they executed, you know, both at the plate and on the mound. Um, just defensively, they played they played really well. They, honestly, they played lights out. Um, at the plate, they had some really big moments. They came through in, in some really clutch times and, you know, at least in the first two games. The third game, there weren't too many clutch situations for them as they really just uh, put it to us and, and kind of put us out of reach early. So, um, 
Anyway, let's first, before we get into the debacle that was the UCF series, let's first talk about Wednesday's game. A little positivity here in your morning uh, listening. Uh, Wednesday's game, we came out against Oakland, and we absolutely put on a show. Final was uh, 17-1. to Oakland's Blake Griffith, not to be confused with Blake of the Year, Blake Griffin, uh, hit a solo homer off Trace Bright, who in the second inning, um, Trace started and, and got the win for this game. He went three strong after that. Um, just a minor hiccup there. And honestly, that was it. That was it for Oakland's offense. The Tiger pitching staff pitched a clean slate and honestly a, a gem the remainder of the way. Um, Ryan Bliss. Ryan Bliss has been a, a stud this year. I mean, he was a stud last year. He played absolutely lights out in this game. He went four for six at the plate with four RBI. Um, Rankin Woolley also had a huge day at the plate going three for six and matching Ryan Bliss's four RBIs. So the two of them, you know, really put on a show and have so far, you know, there's been a couple other guys. Judd Ward is looking really well, at the, really good at the plate, but um, Rankin Woolley and Ryan Bliss have, have been our two most consistent batters in my eyes this year. And, um, you know, that continued last Wednesday against Oakland. The one knock that I would have on Auburn at the plate in the Oakland game was that we struck out 10 times. And again, like Oakland is, is not the highest competition that we're going to play by any stretch of imagination, but um, double digit strikeouts. I mean, in most games, like that's going to be, it's it's not going to get it done. This game, we just, you know, came out guns blazing and we're able to you know, put up 17 runs, but still struck out 10 times. So that kind of going into the UCF was kind of the thing in my mind where I was like, uh, that's not good at all, but you know, let's, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, those, those empty plate appearances, those strikeouts, 10 of them, double digits, it's going to be a theme for this show. Um, anyway, those empty plate appearances really kind of, you know, came to head again early and often once the, Central Florida Knights came into town. Um, Auburn struck out 33 times. 33 times in three games. In the three-game series, um, and honest, and 43 times all of last week. 43 strikeouts last week. So there's some work that needs to be done. There's some, um, I don't know if we need to get some guys, you know, wearing some, some goggles, some rec specs, or... Um, maybe the you know contacts were dried out, but we were not seeing the ball very well last week at all. And uh, I mean, watching that was bad. Like watching you know so many guys have an empty plate appearance like that, but saying it out loud that just it it sounds pretty bad. It's it sounds you know borderline pathetic. And I'm not saying we have a pathetic ball club by any means, but um, 43 strikeouts in four games is is very poor and especially for this extremely talented and, and very experienced ball club that we have. So um, this was the first time ever that Auburn has been swept at home in a three-game series by an out-of-conference foe, ever. We've been playing baseball since 1895. That is a long time to go, um, and it came to an unranked team at that. So, it, you know, it's not as if we had a tough loss in a, you know, in three close games against, like, you know, Louisville or Georgia Tech or UCLA or, 
you know, another team of a, a very high caliber. Um, again, UCF is good, and I don't think that they got the respect that they deserved coming into this series. I think they've earned it, though. I think that they have caught the attention of definitely us, maybe a little too late. Um, but I think that nationally, they've probably, you know, they've got some some good things going for them, and they've got a pretty talented ball club. So um, they played really well, and I think some of it was, you know, several of their their guys getting hot at the same time. I think that just collectively, they 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 came into Auburn wanting these three games more than we did, and most times a team that comes in hungrier is going to eat, and and that's just what happened in this game. So, um, and, and honestly, that being said, though, that's probably the toughest pill to swallow is that they wanted it more than us. So, and there was a really good crowd this weekend, all weekend really, um, close to three thousand. Um, so what nine thousand throughout the weekend. Uh, probably close to 8,500 throughout the weekend, which is a, a really good showing. And so um, I know the coaches and especially the players were really disappointed to um, put on that kind of a show. So um, I think that, you know, I, I think that there's a lot to be learned from this. And um, yeah, so it was a it was a very rough series versus UCF. All right, that, um, you know, I was going to go into... I was going to just break it down. Like I try to go into some stats and numbers. I like hearing them, but um, after kind of verbalizing the entire like 43 strikeout situation from last week, I, I don't think I want to do it. I think that instead, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about this team and just what I think and really just kind of go on record here with what's what I, what I see happening. Um, The first thing I want to say is you don't win your conference in February. You don't win a College World Series in February. You don't play a Super Regional. You don't host a, a Regional in February. Um, it's still very early in the season. You know, there's a reason why in college baseball you you play, you know, 50-plus games, close to 60 games um, with the postseason. And in Major League Baseball, you play 162. You know, the best teams are going to rise to the top and Really, anyone can get hot for a weekend or even a month or even two months. Um, so, you know, we haven't won anything and we haven't lost anything either. So that's the first thing. And then the other thing I want to say is I think that this is going to make us better. You're probably listening in and saying, what's this guy talking about? What is J-Ho talking about? How does getting swept in an embarrassing fashion to an American conference team? They're an American conference team, correct? Yeah. Um, how does at home, like, how does that make us better? Well, we're awake. We weren't awake. We're awake now. We're probably a little pissed off. We're off of any, uh, high horse or, you know, momentum that we were, we were riding coming into the season. We've been tested now. Um, we're being pushed out of our comfort zone, which I think is a great thing. I think that you have to get outside of your comfort zone. And we still have 15 more home games in a row before having to find out what we're really made out of on the road in SEC play. So there's time to, to figure it out. We have plenty of time to figure it out. Um, I've already said so many times on this show that Coach Butch Thompson is a tremendous leader. Gabe Gross is, I believe, a very good hitting coach. And together, I you know, with the rest of this, this coaching staff, I think that we have got so many pieces in place. Now, putting those pieces together 
at the right time, I think that is what is needing to take place. And I think that is what is going to happen. So I am looking forward to that happening. I think that is going to happen. Um, and, and yeah, I think that, you know, I think we're fine guys. We don't, we don't need to, you know, this isn't the end of the world. Okay. So I kind of feel, <laughs> I thought, I feel like I'm going off right now. I'm kind of like just venting and like, and, and going at it. But um, I think that that stuff needed to be said. I think that there needs to, you know, we need to remain calm and, and trust the process. Don't, don't come at me about that process comment. But seriously, like we need to trust this coaching staff, trust this team. It is still very early. We don't need to be up in arms about anything. Um, so with that being said, you know, it is now in the past. It is gone. It is over and done with. There is nothing that we can do about the Central Florida Knights other than laugh at their fake football championship from 2017. The Peach Bowl was not the national championship that year. So um, back to just kind of joking about those guys. All right. So this week, Tuesday, tonight, as I'm recording, Auburn gets back on track versus in-state foe Alabama A&M. We've got two games against the Bulldogs and both of them at home. We follow that up with a three-game set this weekend with the Wright State Raiders, who are coming off a pretty big win for them on Sunday night versus Western Kentucky. They really finished strong, so they're riding a little bit of momentum. And um, I also mentioned earlier in this show briefly that you know Louisville is a is a higher caliber team. They've you know had a really good team last year. They're not off to such a great start this season, but um, yeah, I mentioned them as being kind of a higher higher caliber team, you know, not like um, Oakland or University of Illinois Chicago. Um, well, Wright State, you know, they're not a they're no joke. Like they beat Louisville earlier this month, ten to three at Louisville, so they should not be taken lightly. Despite them being just two and five currently, um, Wright State is a team they get really aggressive. Once they're on the base path, they like to steal bases. I think they've got three guys who have already stolen two bases early on this season. So um, in horizon play, they've got two of the best base stealers. And um, I think that that should be a good test for Matt Scheffler behind the plate, um, kind of testing his arm and making sure he's staying honest and also with the pitching staff, keeping those guys at base. So um, Alabama A&M is going into this series with Auburn winless um so two teams that are not um off to the the greatest starts and really a step down in competition compared to UCF um Alabama A&M winless 0 and 8 right now most of their losses have been blowouts including a 32 to 4 beatdown absolute beatdown by Western Michigan so Western Michigan is a really solid squad so um anyway Look for Auburn to bring the lumber this weekend and bounce back big time. Um, you know, Tim Glavin and uh, Greg Maddox always, you know, in that famous commercial, chicks dig the long ball. Well, I think that this weekend we're going to see some long balls at Plainsman Park. So this should be one with some uh, good fireworks. I think that we, we bounce back big time this week. Um, so we've got a nice little slate of games coming up this week five of them and I think that I don't want to get into the prediction game because last weekend last week it got me into some trouble I'm also not going to shout out any other podcast that I'm on 
on any show because that, I'm a superstitious guy. I think uh, a lot of baseball people get into superstitions, and so I'm not doing that anymore. Um, but I will say that Auburn, Auburn's going to bounce back this weekend. Auburn's going to put a handful of victories, several victories up in the win column. So um, let's let's get after it, boys. War Eagle. Um, that's it for Hitchcock Hecklers this week. I'm your host, Justin Hostler, signing off. Until next time, love you guys. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?